The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Every year, Airgrid's Winter Outlook Report provides an overview of supply and demand of energy and helps the electricity industry to prepare accordingly. And the report released today shows that Ireland is at lower risk of a power systems alert in comparison to last year, but not, of course, at no risk. I'm joined by Airgrid CEO Mark Foley to discuss the report's implications for Irish homes and businesses. Morning, Mark. Pleasure to be here, Anton. Let's start there with the level of risk, because I assume you are one of those industries where you are unable to say that there is no risk, but that you're able to say it's low. How do you quantify it as we head into winter? I'm glad you said that because this it's impossible to mitigate risk at 100%. The most important point here is that we are in a much better position than we were last year. And that's across three dimensions. We have more generation capacity. We have 270 megawatts, part of which has been commissioned now. And the balance will come on stream before Christmas. We have a much better outlook in the United Kingdom and France, who are critical uh, in terms of we get we get power from the UK whenever we we have a need and they of course are backed into France and thirdly we have very very good uh, relationships and protocols with large energy users who are prepared to put their assets at our disposal in the unlikely event that we have to call on them and that's an important one we don't expect to have to call on them but we know they're there they're an insurance policy for us. Obviously you, you may be unwilling to name specific companies or corporates but can you give us a sense of who those large electricity users are? They're big industrial players and they're also people in the data space you know people who consume a lot of electricity and do have backup assets as part of their own I suppose systems protection. So mining massive manufacturing and data centres that kind of thing. That type of thing, yeah, yeah. When you say they can put their facilities uh, at your disposal, does that mean the independent generation capacity that they have can be reversed to come into the grid, or that they will turn down production as needed? They'll do both. They'll do both as we as we ask of them, and we have developed very sophisticated protocols with them for those potential eventualities, and I stress potential. Because we think it's going to be unlikely. And how does that work in terms of compensating their productivity? Because if you're a manufacturer or if you're a mining company, you if you turn down the electricity, you turn down productivity. If you're a data centre, I assume the data processing has to be passed somewhere else, which comes at a cost. Yeah, but they accept. I mean, part of, of the doing business in Ireland, we have a very secure power system, number one. Secondly, we have one of the greenest power systems in the world. We're a good place to get power. We're a good place to locate business. And I think part of the contract is that they give back in a situation where the overall system is, stre- is stressed. So it's, it's part of doing business and they get a lot of benefit from doing business in Ireland. So I think it's a good solution. But is that to around. suggest that they do it for altruistic reasons? I assume there must be an SLA in place that requires you to pay them if this happens. No, I think it's, it, it's, le- it's more about the contract that ultimately that, that connects them, uh, recognises from day one there may be a need for, for, for support to the grid. And they accept that because there's no, there is no country in the world that gives you an absolute 100% guarantee. So we're all, we all manage risk and probabilities on a day-to-day basis in every aspect of business and life. One of the things that got discussed a lot on the run into last winter when we knew there was a possibility, a greater possibility of there being outages or, or brownouts during that period was the FDI impact that if places like the Intels of this world mm. are looking to say we're going to move somewhere, does it hamper our capacity to draw big multinational investment if our power supply has a poor reputation? 
And is it justified? Absolutely, it it would hamper it. I mean, Ireland has a stellar reputation in the last 50 years. And that's why we have such... Well, I'll I'll get to that. But uh, yes, Ireland has a stellar reputation and it's really important we protect that reputation. And the reason Airgrid called the problem in the last two years was precisely to get awareness and to get, call it emergency response, because that's what it was. We said we need more generation our reputation's at risk. And in fairness to the minister and his office, they put the Attorney General to work and they gave us money in order to procure emergency generation, some of which has been commissioned as we speak, Anton. So the state took decisive action uh, based on, I suppose, overtures from Airgrid. That action is, to, is, is landing. And for the next 24 months, two, two to three years, we will have an insurance policy through that emergency generation. In the meantime, we need to procure more, more generation for the rest of the decade. Can you talk to me about the manner of that generation? Because as you say about the level of our, our generation capacity that comes from green sources, that does mean that when those green sources are unavailable, we... Characteristic, we, we classically have had to go to the dirtiest possible of generations. Is that going to be the case going forward? Um, firstly, we have a great trend, uh, we have a great track record in terms of renewables, and we're the government's plan and Airgrid's plan is to build out very substantial additional renewables. But it's true to say when the wind doesn't blow and the sun doesn't shine, we need backup. The preferred backup is the lowest form of carbon uh, gas generation. That's the preferred option. And that's what we, we, we want to see come onto the system in this decade, because the reality is we will need backup gas right through into the next decade. We are what do you currently use? We're currently using coal. Money Point remains open. It's trading at the moment. It'll go only into emergency use from 2025 onwards. There's a bit of oil still in the system. And and now it's moving predominantly to gas, which is an acceptable form of backup because there is no other alternative. And let's be clear, we're probably 10 years away from having a green fuel as a backup. People talk about hydrogen, etc. But at the moment, we need to back gas, but as a backup. It is a relatively inefficient gas production when it is done as backup, though, isn't it? Because it tends to be smaller turbines that move It does, faster. although we have made the case for, for uh, having combined cycle technology, which is much more efficient and much more uh, and, and significantly less carbon emitting. So we have made a strong case to procure some combined cycle plant. When you talk about hydrogen, is that ultimately a solution because it will provide a storage capacity? No, the, real, the real benefits of hydrogen is one, try and produce it, produce it from renewable energy, such as offshore wind. And secondly, it's, it doesn't generate carbon dioxide when you burn it. So that's where the, the but it's not as, it's not as energy intensive as um, fossil gas. And it also, the transportation volumes then become very, very large. So it's not a panacea. And that's important to acknowledge, but it is a definite part of the future mix. You talked about the greening of the grid. We hear news today that the uh, ultimate parent company, of which there are a few, but this seems to be the ultimate, ultimate parent company of IKEA, is going to be throwing huge money into offshore wind generation in Ireland. Is that a, a boon to the system? I think it's healthy. Um, when, you know, people, end users get involved in investing in renewable technology and it's not just left to developers. I think the future is a more mixed model with with people who are going to consume large amounts of electricity getting involved and investing in accelerating renewable generation such as offshore wind or onshore or indeed 
solar. And this is becoming more and more prevalent through what are called corporate power purchase agreements, where where um, you know big industries are buying the output of, say, a solar plant or an onshore wind plant. Have you been frustrated by the pace at which new wind and new solar has come on? Because a lot of the market participants would say that the, the various gates that allow people to join the, the network haven't exactly been the easiest and fastest in terms of, of incentivising uh, new network participants? I think the, the biggest challenge, Anton, for the rest of this decade is more in the space of getting projects through planning. Um, and you'll hear the, those who represent the wind energy industry, and they are correct in what they say, is there hasn't been a project out of planning to, from Onboard Planola in over 12 months. So there is a there, there is a delay there. Now, I think Onboard Planola have done a lot of good work to get themselves fit for purpose, but they've had their difficulties. And the offshore wind uh, proposition for which there's been successful recent auctions, that has to get through new legislation. And, you know, I'm not being pessimistic. I'm just saying it's it's always challenging to put projects through the planning system in Ireland and in other European jurisdictions. So I think the biggest challenge is in planning rather than anywhere else. Can I go back to where we started, which was in relation to uh, data centres? From Airgrid's perspective, are you enthusiastic about the proliferation of data centres, given how much of the power that they soak up? Or would you rather that we were less eager to incentivise them being here? Let me let me let me firstly put data centres in context. Um, there's a lot of talk about data centres and demand and growth, etc. The average growth for uh, the average increase in demand in electricity in the last seven years has been two and a half to two point eight percent per year. So we have we're a very prosperous economy. Our population is growing. Our digital economy is growing. Our industry is growing. So we have a we have growth in electricity, but not exceptional growth. Airgrid's plan, but but sorry to cut across you. Give me the commensurate growth in data. Uh, data center is usage. a bigger is a bigger proportion of of, of that two point five percent. But the the demand is growing at two and a half percent per year. That's the problem we've to manage at the moment. We have a, a plan in terms of upgrading the grid, and the regulator's job is to get us get us um, conventional generation. And between both of those, we should be able to accommodate it. That's that that's our view. But am I right in saying that if you didn't have the data centers growing the way that they were, you wouldn't have that two point at all, you'd have... Oh no, we would. I mean, we've an increase in demand due to population growth, due to economic growth and due to uh, the electrification of heat and transport. So this is Ireland's backing electricity to to lead out in terms of the decarbonisation of society and economy. So talking about data centres in isolation is not... is, is not, I think, particularly helpful. We've got to understand we are greening the grid... We're greening generation and there's, there's a holistic approach, I think, is the way we need to look at it. Plus, Ireland is at the frontier of the digital transformation in the world. And we have a decision to make. Are we going to be part of that? Or are we going to let that, uh, you know, f- let that fall away? AI is going to transform. Business is going to transform the way things happen. And Ireland, I think, is, I think, the, the idea are looking to be part of that. My job is to make sure that can happen. Mark, thank you very much. That is Mark Foley, who is AirGrid CEO. And I will give you a shot. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.